Good morning, everybody. Kevin Draco here with this Dream House, along with Chef Mark and Kevin Kistner on our board, brought to you in part by Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's largest appliance and mattress retailer. This Dream House, if you don't already know, is a program all about the home. However, we are going to be discussing everything from the home to Colorado lifestyle. Uh, Mr. Kistner, good morning. Dude, how are you doing? Uh, you know what? It's, it's a fun time to be a Denverite. That, yeah. Did I say that? Is that the right? I mean, I know it's like Coloradoan, right? I think. However, it's just like what's? Yeah, I get that. But what's like a de- yeah, yeah, Coloradan? Colorado. Coloradoan. Coloradan. Yeah, I think either something. way, something like that. But in Denver, right? You got to be a Denverite, don't you? I think so. Yeah. I mean, like sounds right. What, what's your thoughts to the whole uh, city of champions take, dude? Thank you. We can't stop winning here. It feels like you know. I do have a problem with this, but I want to hear your take first. You know, I, I I like you know. Last year we had the. I'm actually wearing the Stanley Cup T-shirt. You are when the Avs won the Cup it's very last pretty. year. And then you know, then the not only were, was it the Avs last year, it was DU. It was uh, was the it Mammoth, East High right? School, the Mammoth one. You know, and then this year the Nuggets win, dude. It's it feels really good. And then over the weekend we had Wyndham Clark win that local the US guy, Open. yeah, Christian Valor's very own. And then well, check this out. I was nominated for top 30 under 30 in Asheville. But, but you're not under 30. <laughs> I missed it by two months. Talking about being heartbroken. Yeah. City of champions, buddy. <laughs> I, you know what? It's going to count. I'm going to give you a, a check yeah. mark. Next week, I'll wear a Kevin Kistner uh, best 30 under 30. Yeah. yeah. Shirt. Championship yeah. shirt. It was going to go on my dating profile. Let's right? give you a plug, and that's for the Hook Podcast, the Hook which podcast. you guys have been guests on the show. You have all these incredible uh, country music writers uh, that just write. They're not the performers necessarily, yeah. uh, but they're writers. I, I love the show, dude. I think you guys nail it. I think you're onto something there. And uh, I hope all the listeners tune into the Hook Podcast because it is really, really good. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, here's my problem with the City of Champions. You know, let's be honest. The Broncos were a minute ago, right? And it's one. I think to be City of Champions, you have to have more than one title in the same year or at least back-to-back titles in the same sport. So, like, if if the Avs win next year, as an example, okay. and you look at this three years, they're two out of three champions, Nuggets, in, I'll go with that. Right? I, I think that's fair for everything else that's gone on, right? So you're saying if it's back-to-back years, it's not counting? Uh, well, like what the Nuggets and Avs in different did? sports, no, not when you have oh. not when you have four major sports teams in your market, right? When the Red Sox did it, right? They were back to back, and then you had the Celtics winning, like, and then you had the Bruins who were playing well, or Miami's, like, like there's just something about it. I think I think we need one more next year, and I don't care what sport well, it's in, but three consecutive years. I'm going to play devil's advocate Go with ahead. you on the Boston thing. They won in 04 and 07 Red Sox. Celtics won in 08, 09. So that's a year. But weren't they in the uh, World Series before? Didn't they lose one? No. 04. Sure? I don't know. 04, I kind of remember 04, their teams 04 being was, there a lot. 04 was the year they came back and beat the Yankees. Well, wait. The Patriots were winning. What about them? No. They were in Super Bowls, but they weren't winning Super Bowls. Yeah, but That I was just, that 10-year gap where Brady didn't win yeah, a Super Bowl. Yeah, but what I'm saying is if you're in a – this is what I'm saying, right? You, you got three of your four teams are like – in the championship games, yeah. I, that's what I'm looking for. Does that make sense? That's fair. I mean, yeah, if they're consistently contending for titles, yes. Okay, yes. I'll give. I'll, I'll meet you halfway. There. And so I will. I will take a different stance if any one of the four win this next year. 
do you think the Nuggets or Avs will win it again next year? This I think there's the a 20, good, the, I think the there's a season. good possibility they both can win it. Now it's going to take a lot, and we know how a long a season can be. We know what injuries bring. Big time. We know what losing players and trying to take additions and then get people sort of into the the flow of that team. Which, when you look at the Avs, right, perfect storm, right? They were just they were playing their minds out uh, on that ice. And then when you look at the Nuggets, right, you know, to be honest, right, started a little shaky. We were saying, hey, Nuggets, prove it. And they did. However, when it came time by the end of the season, they, they were just the best team in the league, period, yep. no matter what any of the haters will say. And, 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 and before I close out, I want to talk about that. Denver Nuggets fans, don't let any of these social media trolls Talk you out of your championship. No. It's not who you played, how the chips fell, blah, 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 blah. They are the NBA champions, period. And honestly, they were the best team on the court, period. Yeah, all these doubters, the national media, all season long criticizing Jokic, not voting for him. You know, you got the Nick. They didn't White. even have him on their ballot. Yeah, not on the ballot. Uh, silent reporters never watched him play. Apparently, exactly. You got Nick Wright moving the goalpost every argument to make his argument correct. Although he kind of came back a little bit. Let's you know. finally after he gets called out for yeah, well, it because yeah, he was wrong. <laughs> but he's still completely wrong. Even yeah. his own arguments. I wish I could have battled him because he's like, well, we can't give Jokic MVP because all the voters. One, he's speaking for all voters. Was well, Jordan never did it. You know, Shaq never did. I'm like, oh, oh, because they didn't do it. We Jokic can't do it. Right. It's Give about. I, I always thought the MVP was who deserved it. <laughs> Jokic. Who played and the it best? Showed. And it showed. Absolutely, man. Chef. Yes. Here we are, buddy. I love it. I am so excited. You have no idea. I. So who's our who's our guest? Phil Simonson from the Chocolate Lab. Phil, welcome, man. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks so for having me. So good to have you. It's great uh, to be here. I, I had the very fortunate experience, and I and I'm telling. The listeners, Chef, I'm telling you, yeah, uh, a fortunate experience is going to the Chocolate Lab right here uh, in Denver. Oh, uh, you mean the Chocolate Laboratory? Well, yeah, uh. I, I'm sure that's what it uh, it stands for. And uh, I was blown away because I didn't. I kind of figured you could you could uh, cook with chocolate. I love, as you know, yeah, experimenting with peanut butter and jelly. Right. I have now, by the way, I did the peanut butter and jelly on a chicken finger. Well, when I, and guess what? It works. Fabulous. I'm, I'm going to turn your mic off. Anyway. What? Uh, <laughs> it works fabulously, well, just like a burger. When I, think of, when I think of uh, chocolate lab uh, and, like, chocolate and savory ingredients, my mind goes to mole sauce. So there yeah. is some um, yeah, tradition here. Right, look, we need to keep this very sort of, like, we have listeners, and I think 99% of listeners... Uh, Mole sauce. Everybody knows what mole sauce is. I have yes. no idea. That's, that's why I'll never put it on my menu because everybody expects it. I will never do a mole on Okay, my that's menu. fair. What? Okay. Yeah. I've never heard of it. And I love to eat. Of course, I love peanut butter and jelly, too. So Yeah. <laughs> on, on chicken finger. Maybe that explains yeah, it. Yeah. On a chicken finger. Chef, I mean, I mean I was, when, I, when I was a kid, I used to put pe- peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with my Doritos. Yeah, Stuff the Doritos right? inside I mean, Ooh, yeah. You know, a little crunch. A little crunch yeah. in there. Yeah. Well, I, I want to hear more about yes, yes, yes. chocolate lab. Enough about, yeah. <laughs> let's talk chocolate lab because- um, Phil has one heck of a business, and when you say lab, it really is a lab. Like, how many, how much, how many experiments did you do with chocolate to decide, 
hey, this is going to kind of be my go-to sort of recipes. Yeah, it's kind of uh, weird. I don't do a lot of experimenting. My really? my brain's a little kind of weird, and it just like throws just throws things together. together, and everything just kind of works out. So, like, I pro- I guess probably my testing is my thought processes before I go to put something out there. Um, but I do, you know, do think outside the box when it comes to a lot of different things. And all right, I got to ask the obvious question: Are you classically trained chef? I am not. I'm self-taught in everything that I do. Self-taught, that always impresses me. Mm-hmm. And at some, so you had another life of doing some other job. Yeah, yeah. I've had two careers prior to this. So okay. I started off as a special ed teacher. Uh, I did that for several years. Um, wasn't making enough as a teacher to survive, sure. and, you know. So I unfortunately left that career and went into corporate America and did that for 13 years. So I was uh, with a global global safety company for 13 years. Okay. And uh, yeah, chocolate lab just was a side little thing that I was making chocolates for friends and family and everybody told me to start selling it so and you had incorporated into food at that point it was just like uh, literally yeah. like truffles and candies yeah. Truff, truffles candies toffees you know all, all, all kinds of things you would find in a chocolate sh- chocolate shop um yeah and then uh 2017 is when I started playing with food and, and chocolate so we uh, actually my first chocolate themed dinner was in the fall of 2016. Um, I was sharing the retail space that I was in with another business, um, and we did a test run to see how the chocolate-themed dinner would go. Um, there were 20, 20, no, 18 seats in that restaurant at that point, so okay. 18 seats. And over a three-day period on the weekend, we served 187 guests for a chocolate-themed dinner. Um, so it was, it was, it went over really well. It was a lot of fun. And you knew from and, then, like, okay, I might have something here. Yeah, yeah. And then 2017, some things changed, and that other business uh, went out of the space. And when I took over the whole entire um, location, I thought, well, just chocolates isn't going to be enough to sustain the retail costs and overhead and all my staff. So that's when we uh, launched the full food and beverage program. And yeah, and I asked everybody, and I've even asked our own, very own Chef Mark this question. I, I, I love to cook. I love to eat. Um, I don't know. Could I? Would I like to run a, a restaurant? No, I think I've learned probably not too much trust, too much pressure. But I would think when you're making this decision, I always think it's pretty like you really either come in doubtful. I mean, you've never run this kitchen from a okay. I know the timing now. I know the ordering. I know how to be profitable. I know how to give this great experience. Like, there's a lot that goes into this. And so my first question always is. Did you either doubt it or were you nervous? And if not, how did you learn it? No, when I was about five years old, we were watching, you know, Three's Company and the Golden Girls and all that stuff. And uh, I always saw them sitting around the table, having a good time at the Regal Beagle and or wherever the the ladies were sitting. And I'm like, I'm going to have a restaurant where people can just come hang out. This is cool. I really like that. So I wanted to own my own restaurant since I was a kid. I didn't know anything about what was going to be running the kitchen. I knew how to cook. I knew how to get things out in a timely fashion because I've thrown a lot of parties over the years. Okay. Um, and do course dinners in my own house with, with a lot of friends and family. And I said, Hey, let's do it. Let's try it. And we got into it. And first couple of weeks we, you know, we were there and things were coming out pretty smooth. We had a good time, but it, I really think it was just the practice of that one run that we did in 2016 of the, the weekend. Really said I could do this. Just really said I could do well, it. And to that's your what point, yeah. you do 187 meals in a weekend where you've probably never done it before. You probably got really on hands training pretty quick. Very quick. <laughs> yes. I've had the honor of sort of experiencing it. And I always say, it, you know, and we've had several locally owned businesses on the show, three things, Chef. And I mean, you talked before the show, Phil, 
and we said you said well the things that i named to you should be the goal and what sort of every eating establishment is and i said you would think but i don't think that's true um i don't think it's i, I think it's not easily uh practiced right it's not it doesn't come through in in operating a business which is uh great service you guys have great service and i and i i think part of great service chef would you agree is uh, people that really seem to like being there and doing what they're doing because it can be a tough job. Yeah, right? you can't fake it. Yeah, right? yeah, and 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 people know. People know when they the, know, right? They have that, you know, if it still has that look on their face, it's uh, really unappealing. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's the part of customer service that some people miss. Like you get that feeling, like I really like being here. Your people have that. Well, I think chocolate does help that out a little well, bit, maybe, and they do uh, get uh, they uh, do uh, get a little uh, bit maybe. of chocolate. I'd be pretty happy <laughs> being surrounded by chocolate. Ambiance. Your your place has a very eclectic, cool vibe. It yeah. really does. Um, it wasn't like I didn't feel sort of claustrophobic, you know, all around me, yeah. right? So it had this very home kind of feel. So it had great ambiance. So that's the second one, ambiance. And then third, and maybe as important, is the uh, the food was everything I just tasted. And by the way, right to the drinks, and we're going to talk about that too. But everything that I that entered this guy's mouth right here was an experience. It was just amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I think people sometimes think, Chef, too, right? Uh, a restaurant is, well, are they good price, bad price? I don't, in my world, it's not about the price. It's, it's about what I just it's gave about you. value. Yes. Yeah. My perceived value, the care, right to the drinks that were made, uh, the care and the creativity. Went into the drinks is mind boggling. I, I have to tell you, they make the number one drink that I have ever had in my life in all of Denver and possibly maybe anywhere in the world. And what is that? A chocolate cherry martini. It's a chocolate covered cherry martini. It tastes just like you're eating a chocolate covered really, cherry. It really, really does. Ooh-hoo. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was decadent. It was satisfying. And, you know, me and my wife, we love. Um, old fashions, yep. and you guys make a killer old fashioned. That's actually my grandma's recipe. I yeah, learned how to do that when I was a young fashion. kid. Is there chocolate in that? There is yeah. not. I can put I can put some chocolate bitters in there if you want them, yes. but that, it it doesn't. It's a traditional one from my grandma. Okay. I, I, I kept and, it that way. And my wife loved it. Matter of fact, she was raving. I had to wait. Um, my chocolate martini came, and I and I tasted it, and my my eyes must have just lit up at the table, and I said to my wife, "Okay." I know you think that's good, and I get it. We love a good uh, uh, old-fashioned. Taste this. And she was like, oh, my God. Like, this is a drink. That chocolate-covered cherry martini is a drink that I would go to your establishment just for that drink. It'd be worth it. And we have a bit of a ride. It's on the other side of Denver for us. It's, you know, I would go there just for that drink. Mm -hmm. It was amazing, Chef. And so when I say like everything, I mean everything that, that the crafting, um, the smoking, the you guys do the um, the uh, dried fruits, like the presentations, yeah. like I, I the first drink I had was a uh, uh, oh, it's God, all, it, all shook up. It was yeah, yeah there you pe- go. Pe- all shook up. Pe- Tell me the it, background to the all shook up. So we okay, we'll get to the meat. The, but. This this was uh, my uh, mixologist and I just kind of goofing around in there, and I'm like, let's do a peanut butter fat, fat wash bourbon. Like, I love peanut butter. I love bourbon. So I did a peanut butter fat wash bourbon. We added in creme de banana, creme de cacao, and a couple other little good things in there. And we came up with this cocktail. 
and we were doing it for Elvis Presley, peanut butter, you know, his peanut butter jelly sandwich. Yeah. See, so I have yeah. Elvis and I have the same taste, brother. So we, uh, but this yeah. drink was amazing, and that was yep. the first one I had, and I thought, well, it's gonna be hard to sort of top this. I mean, well, next next time you come in, you need to try the uh, white satin. I, look, I'm willing to try it's, them all. It's, it's, it's our <laughs> it's our it's our white chocolate martini, and it tastes okay. like a vanilla milkshake. You, really. You don't know there's booze in there until you go to stand up from the table. Well, and that's just it, right? <laughs> Martinis can tend to be, you know, pretty strong. Honestly, mm-hmm. you can't hide that. Right. This, again, I'm sorry, dude. Best drink in Denver. So if you go to the Chocolate Lab, my recommendation, and by the way, everything is great. You're not going to make a bad decision, but do yourself a favor. Try the chocolate-covered cherry martini. It is Fabulous. So kudos to you guys. Thank you. And your staff, like I said. That, that actually was a fluke cocktail as well. Was one, it? One of my regulars came into our old location, and it was her birthday. And uh, she called herself Norm because she'd sit at the same seat at the bar every time she'd come in. And she was okay. there at least once a week. And she's like, it's my birthday. She's like, I want a, I want a new shot, Phil, and it has to have chocolates and cherries in it. And I said, okay, let me give me two minutes. And I threw with this thing together, and it was so good that we turned it into the cocktail on our menu. All right, I want to talk about what goes into it. I want to talk about the hidden gem because I really had seen that so many times uh, about the chocolate lab. And I, for me, when I see somebody with hidden gem, it triggers me like, oh, I better get there, right? It just does. And so uh, uh, that'll be – we'll talk about that when we come back, but we do have to – we are up against a break. So uh, we'll be right back after word from our sponsor, Plants Factory and Mattress Kingdom – Denver's largest appliance and mattress retailer. We'll be right back. Don't buy until you shop Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. Save 30 to 60% on thousands of appliances. They get exclusive factory buys from the manufacturers at huge discounts and pass the savings on to you. Guaranteed to beat Lowe's and Home Depot's sale prices. Save 30 to 60% from GE to KitchenAid at Appliance Factory, Colorado's appliance experts with a 4.7-star Google rating. Plus, Mattress Kingdom inside Appliance Factory. Work with a sleep expert on mattresses from Tempur-Pedic to purple. Don't buy until you shop Appliance Factory in Mattress Kingdom. Visit appliancefactory.com. All right, we are back with uh, Bill Simonson and Chef Mark here. We're talking about the Chocolate Lab Denver. Get out to this establishment. Hidden gem, right? Of course, I knew I was coming to your establishment, and as I do, I look at reviews and I read a great portion of them, and I think. First off, they're outstanding. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> but uh, I thought one of the biggest descriptors that I kept coming across, kept coming across hidden gem, right? Yeah. And I hadn't heard of it. Fortunately, uh, my wife's good friend, Karen, she's listening. Karen, there you go. Uh, she wrecked, you guys got to come to the Chocolat, Chocolat, Chocolat. Finally, and I, and we were, we were going on vacation and I looked it up. All right, we're going there. Because, oh, my God, everything kind of appealed to me. So yeah. we're going there. Um, and, of course, your reviews are outstanding. Really, I mean, I always t- – I think in a restaurant, Chef, you tell me, four or five or better, that's pretty good, right? It's yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. It is hard to maintain four or five or better. Because you know what? The reality is I think the other truth in review, Chef, is you're always going to find somebody that maybe it just didn't appeal to for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, I mean, if you can get – you know, ninety nine percent of people walking in the door happy. You know, that's 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 uh, great, right? That, that's yeah, that's perfect. And so, mm-hmm. um, however, I have a question for you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so um, 
how did you feel, like, as an example, let's just say you had all these five stars and your first less than five star, how did it, how did you feel about that? How, how, it, like, if it was this, me, I think I'd cry. <laughs> it, it was, it was, a, it was a blow with the first one I got. Um, and then I went back and I read it and I just kept rereading it and I'm like, this isn't even an actual event that happened in our space this weekend. Okay. And it was, you know, like, and, the, you know, the, the security cameras, I went back through to watch the security cameras. So to, you were passionate about to this, even, to do yes, that, right? Yep, to, to even see if this incident that was written up in this one-star review actually factually happened. And there was no nothing on the cameras. There was nothing in the space. Come to find out, it was somebody else that was close to, close to my former business and, uh, they were unhappy that they weren't getting the stellar reviews that we were, and it uh, was somebody sneaking in a bad review for us to just oh, kind of knock yeah, us down yeah, a bit. Yeah. So, so how, I mean, were you able to then just easily dismiss it or no? Or does I, it keep you focused? I, I, it actually kind of made me look at things completely differently because, you know, I'm not this sole star that's just going to get five-star reviews. You know, I'm going to not please everybody. Hey, that's fine. This gives me now opportunities to look at how we can change things in our in our facility. This looks at how we can change things and what we're putting out. And it gave me a different perspective on my business for me to continue to grow it and keep it moving forward and keep it fresh, keep everybody happy that's working for me, keep you know all the customers happy. you know. And like you said, we're not going to appeal to everybody. Some people come in and they just don't like the fact that there's chocolate in their food. But if you're coming to Chocolate Lab, you're coming because there is chocolate in the food. So, well, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and, but you made a great point, right? You told me on your menu you have one item that has no chocolate, just yes. in case. Yes, that's, it's our five cheese mac and cheese. And that's just in case. Yes. Somebody doesn't like chocolate. Correct. I don't think I'm going to the chocolate lab and not liking chocolate. Yeah, it's like, going, it's like going to a steakhouse and ordering fish. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to have it, I guess. Yeah, you got you to gotta have a piece of salmon on the menu, <laughs> just in case. Now, I do want to talk about this because I will tell you that the highlight of my meal, and I don't know if it is, I don't know where it ranks in your establishment, uh, but you did a pork belly with chocolate and dewy gravy. Yeah. And I can tell you, you know, and by the way, it was a very healthy portion. I could have eaten seven <laughs> of those portions. <laughs> Truly, I could have. I mean, chocolate gravy, I never had an idea like, oh, chocolate gravy. And yet, I could taste chocolate in it. Clearly, it had chocolate in it. Yeah. But then it had, it. again, you know, there, so a little bit of sweetness. But there was a lot of, with the andouille and... You know, there was a lot of kind of spice in there. So it was really this perfect sweet and savory yeah. mix for me on top of pork belly, which, who, my God, I love pork belly. So. With the food, I am very much savory, salty, spicy. You give me yes. something really good, you know, with food, and I'm going to be all over it. Yeah. And uh, so this dish that we had, um, when I was when I was first putting this on the menu, it wasn't super spicy. It didn't have all this stuff in there. And then the Food Network reached out to me. And said, "Hey, we're filming in Denver. We want to film at your location. This is the show. This is it's seriously spicy. Uh, so it was Cheat Day USA on the Cooking Channel, and it was um, their seriously spicy episode." She's like, "Can you change any of your dishes to have some heat to it?" I'm like, "Yeah, let's do this." So I put, I added some jalapeno and some cayenne into the uh, polenta that goes underneath. So you're going to get that kind of fresh jalapeno in that crispy polenta. Uh, my uh, chocolate, or it's a house-made chocolate Cajun rub that goes over the top of it, and, and that has six different types of peppers in it, and then we smother it with that andouille gravy. So you're going to get that nice rounded heat, but it's not going to take it, your face yeah, off. Yeah, I want to make know? that really clear. Like, it was, to me, the heat was more flavorful. It wasn't burn your, by any stretch. Like, I actually felt it was, I'm not going to say mild, because it wasn't mild. It had a little no. bite, but it, it was a perfect bite. It, it was 
It'll give you that little kiss. Yeah. The polenta. By the way, I don't. I'm. I don't know. Maybe I've just never gone out and had a whole lot of polenta. What did you do? Because it had a descriptor of the polenta. Yeah. So it's it. We make it. It's kind of like a polenta cake. Uh, and then I pan fry it before service. So it's got a nice crispy outside with yes. a creamy center. So, that was so yeah. when you, I didn't ex- I didn't know what I expected from polenta, Chef. Is that common? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was hard and soft polenta, you know. Yeah. So I got a question. So do you have any signature dishes that just they're just on the menu for ever and ever because they're so popular? Well, the pork belly is going to stay because it was on the cooking channel, and it is hugely popular. Um, I took one off. It had been on my menu since the day I opened the restaurant, but I took it off when we moved into this location just because we're not open for lunches right now. And it is a 18-hour slow-roasted pulled pork sandwich with my bourbon chocolate barbecue sauce. Had a uh, pickled uh, pickled onions and uh, broccoli slaw over the top of it. Oh, on a my brioche. God. Yeah, it, it'll be coming back when we open back up for lunch. You know, you so. know Chef, I know you say I have, like, the taste buds of a, of a nine-year-old, yeah. but what he just described there was mm-hmm. heaven to me. Yeah, that sounds Just a ama- descriptor. It sounds amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's what I love. Give me all kinds of flavors, all kinds of combos. I don't care. I'm willing to try it, but it, it's just so incredible. And, and your your menu is limited, but it's not limited. And everything is um, prepared to order, yeah? Yes. Or yep. everything's fresh, prepared to order, uh, which I really loved about what you do. Yeah. You know, I think that real again, I think the creativeness, the craftiness, Chef, the, the time and energy that was put into every aspect of the meal really drove you to your point it was an experience film yeah now let's say i wanted dessert would i be well served to go to chocolate lab yeah we have uh five desserts on the menus and then i rotate a few extras that are kind of come and go um you know the the whiskey tobacco pebble chili chocolate cake that's what you had the other night when you were there wait say that again exactly whiskey tobacco pebble chili chocolate cake Cake. Yeah. yeah okay. It's, uh, so it's a it's a really rich, decadent chocolate cake that I infuse uh, pipe tobacco and pueblo chilies in, and then uh, there's a little whiskey inside the cake is batter as well. And then there's a layer of uh, pueblo chili caramel over the top of the cake, and then it's all enrobed in dark chocolate. Um, that that is gonna never leave my menu either. Um, that one's fun. Now, what's crazy uh, about this? People that are listening, and for you, chef, um, you said decadent. Yeah. It was beyond decadent, and what I mean by that is. We had one serving, and it literally is kind of a, for lack of a better work, I don't know, it maybe, is it four and a half, five inches? It's a four-inch cake. Four-inch cake, and it's about three About, about three inches, inches tall, yeah. Tall, yep. and three of us ate it. This one dessert, three of us ate this one dessert, and I can tell you it was filling because of its decadence, but mm-hmm. just by its title, I had to try it, and I just couldn't believe all that was in this chocolate cake. It was, again, it was another experience. Is there a, is there a if I was to go back and, and by the way oh you have all your truffles there which right. were amazing uh, but if I was to go back is there another dessert that you would say hey I've been told by several people that my creme brulee is the best in town mm, is it a a dark chocolate creme brulee it no. is a traditional chocolate okay or uh, sorry traditional creme brulee that we shave dark chocolate and orange zest over the top of oh I love that so, yeah it just gives that little kiss of the chocolate on top and a little hint of orange it's yeah. But it's super creamy, rich, delicious. And if you guys are just joining us, we have Phil Simonson from the Chocolate Lab. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, you, you're on the Food Channel, and they've selected you. I think yeah. you're doing something pretty darn good. And and I hope that what we described here, ambiance, service, um, the care that goes into the meal. It, like I said, it was such a 
fun experience, I'm going to call it, because it was nothing but fun. I couldn't wait to get the next thing to try. And we were all sharing at the table because uh, there was three of us and, you know, my wife's friend who tends to go a lot, like there was things she hadn't even tried yet that she was like, oh, I want to try that, you know. Um, do you rotate a special, a different special? How often does that happen? It'll happen more when I get more kitchen staff. Right now, it's just me in the kitchen doing everything. So I'm I'm doing the best I can to keep everything moving. But and you we, did great, by yeah, the way. I would have you. never in a million years. I can appreciate running a one man show. That's that's a lot of work. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, so you've you've limited the menu so that you don't go insane. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, there's there's still I think we have six entrees on the menu, and we've got right. like seven or eight shared plates and then there's salads and soups so it's not it's not super small but it's desserts plus desserts yeah bill chocolate lab what's the address five five seven five east third avenue denver colorado 80220 and we're in suite c and you have a website yep it's chocolatelabdenver.com and people can order thing at your through your store right yeah we have a retail store online so we can ship our chocolates nationwide we can do any of this any of the product that's on there nationwide and then uh, you can always come into the shop and pick some stuff up and take it with you. Reservations highly recommended, yeah? Weekends, yes. Um, weekdays, we've been, you know, there's been ability for walk-ins. But, uh, you know, weekends, we definitely recommend it because we only have 38 seats. Yeah, and I think you're only going to grow. I mean, let's be honest. The, the, it will not be a, a hidden gem very long. Uh, and congratulations to thank you, you on that. It thank was you. such a thank you for giving such a great experience to, to me and my wife and, it, it was amazing. Yeah, so was, uh, we appreciate you coming in today. I appreciate you having me. It was uh, great to meet you guys. All right. All right. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Go see Phil at the Chocolate Lab. Good sport, but more importantly, what an experience you're going to have. Don't forget to join us next Saturday here on 104.3 The Fan for more great information all about the home on this dream house. Have a good day, everybody.